Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. When you're in a committed relationship, some things can be combined, and perhaps others should remain separate. But according to some research, one secret to a longer, happier relationship may be the consolidating of your finances. The study followed 230 engaged or newly married couples over two years. Some couples were asked to keep separate bank accounts. Others were told to open a joint bank account. And a third group could choose for themselves. In the end, the couple who opened joint bank accounts reportedly reported significantly higher relationship quality than those who kept separate accounts. The researchers believe this shows that merging finances leads to aligned financial goals, increased transparency, and a shared understanding of marital responsibilities. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> The lovely Ray and I have joint bank accounts. It doesn't seem to be helping much. I think it's because even though we do have, and I don't know if this is true of your relationship or, or anybody else's, but for us, anyhow, we have individual responsibilities. So we have joint bank accounts. Right. Her money goes into my account. Mine goes into hers. We can access both of them. But I'm uh, one of my duties is paying the bills and overseeing the money. Gotcha. You know, she she doesn't really, she knows her paycheck goes in. She sees that the visa gets cleared every month, but right. really doesn't have any, you know. So I, I don't know how couples would do it any other way, like especially with the money thing. Mm-hmm. One person has to oversee that. Yeah, I, I guess. But are, are you having or, or are these successful company, uh, couples having like monthly meetings about where their finances are at? Yeah, I because, I mean, I mean if have, you're going have. to have a joint bank account, you really need to have joint interest in what's happening with that bank account. Mm. I mean, you know, for you, the fact that, that Maria doesn't pay attention to the bills necessarily, isn't that kind of uh, going against that rule? Because then you're still in charge and she can still at the end go, where the hell did all the money go? Oh, again? and she has. Right. <laughs> I've had many of those conversations in the past, and I've I've outlined budgets, and here's where everything is gone, and here's why we don't have any savings, and that's why the yearly meeting with the financial advisor is is good. And I'll have Maria and I'll say, let, let, let me go to sit down and listen with what she says, right? And then and then Maria will hear numbers, and then I don't have to try to explain it. But yeah, I, I, I think she she's just only concerned when the visa doesn't work. Yeah. Uh oh. What? Uh, why? Why is this not working? So does she get those notifications then? Yeah, she does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We. Uh, and I just feel, and I've always thought this way. Once you're married, mine is yours, yours is mine. Why wouldn't we uh, be able to dip in and out of each other's accounts? Right. I mean, we're both paying for the mortgage, so why wouldn't I just go grab it from her account or, or her portion? Does she uh, often look at the the total, the balance? No. Does that come up? No. I mean, I'll, I'll say a lot of the time. I'll say to her, hey, in our rainy day account, there's this. Hey, we went we went a little heavy on the visa. Let's try to pull that back. Right. You know, she has, I hate to word, use the word allowance because it's not the right word. But, mm. I, well, one of our money meetings, all she wanted to know was how much could she spend. <laughs> so I funnel X amount of dollars uh, into another account that she, if she wants to go buy clothing and whatever, and she puts it on the visa, and then it gets paid out of that account. So right. That's because it would drive me crazy if I saw the visa and she's come home with three hundred dollars spent at you know some 
clothing store. I'd be like, well, we, that's not in the budget. $300 all of a sudden for clothing. For years, we had kept things separate, but but more out of laziness oh, than really? anything other than that. It's just I had bought the house originally, and, mm. and so that's just before we were married, and that's kind of how it just kind of worked and operated. And then eventually, as we you know uh, put both names onto the house and right. the mortgage, things kind of combined. But... I mean, I don't know if anything's really changed as a result of right. that happening. But can you? Do you have joint bank accounts, or you got separate bank accounts? It's separate. Oh, really? And then there is a joint one for the uh, for the house. Yeah. Oh, but but but, but for the most Adrian part, Adrian has we have, to funnel that money into. Right, and I funnel money in as well. Oh, I see. Right. So you're on the verge. On the. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I don't know whether or not because it, yeah whether or not the arguments would be any different over money mm. had we both had access, you know, to all of it at one point. Right. And, I mean, it's not like either of us were coming in Rockefeller in, uh, you know, rich in these situations where there was an argument over who had more and whose is whose. Right. Well, early on, that can, I'm sure that can be a problem. I mean, over time now, it's certainly evened out between Maria and I. Uh, because coming into this marriage, as I said, she had more than I did. She had money saved. I had nothing. Right. Uh, but then, you know, I, I my career took off. I was doing better financially, so I was footing the bill for a lot of stuff. Well, she ventured off running her own business and this and that. So it all works out in the end. You can see some uh, in in some of these, especially like Hollywood, Hollywood scenarios, where one is significantly wealthier oh, than sure. the other, that it could... Uh, not cause issues, but you could see how there'd be a little protectionism going on mm-hmm. with uh, with the bank account, and how that could also lead to some couple troubles about trust. Well, yeah, and later down the road, I mean, look, at, like with with your situation, if you ever got divorced, you'd have to be very careful about who you dated next. Right? Because what if they just want in your pockets and not your pants? <laughs> <laughs> If you're uh, single and dating and you're on dating sites and you're not having a whole lot of success, well, first, fellas, here's some things that you want to remove if you have them on your profile. The ladies say they don't like this. If you seem aggressive or violent in any way. <laughs> All right? Here's me fighting the other night. Yeah. If it includes something racist. Yeah, I think in all uh, areas of life, even if you harbor some racism, right. keep that buried deep. People are too easy to show that racism these yeah. days. Like, yeah. like, you know, careful, your bigot's showing. And, and <laughs> your bigot's sticking out. <laughs> your bigot is sticking out a lot. And across social media, too. Yeah. Like, if you're one that you cannot stop commenting on things mm-hmm. on social media, stop. Or at least if you're in the dating world, you know, unless you're looking to, to match bigots with someone else. Yeah. <laughs> want to rub my bigot against your bigot. I, uh, how many times have you been on social media, and especially Twitter, and you've read something and you start responding, and then I, so many times I stopped halfway through and went, no, no, right, no point. There is no point. This is going nowhere. I start reading, and I, I think, wow, what? Do you not realize that other people? Are reading this too, mm-hmm. and and perhaps people who are important in your life, yeah. or, uh, in potential employers or your actual employers. I mean, we don't seem to care. Your bigot sticking out again. So, uh, other things, fellas, you want to avoid crude sexual content, wanting to have an open relationship, <laughs> and anything that comes across real negative. So that's that's for the dudes. Dudes, if you got any of that stuff on your dating profile, then get rid of it now, ladies. 
when the fellas are looking, if you're not having much success, uh, it's uh, because, uh, number one, she wants an open relationship. Oh. She has kids. Yeah, that's a deal breaker for me. Uh, oh, if I was single now and I met somebody and fell madly in love. Right. And then found out she had either uh, preteens or really young kids. I was going to say, there's got to be an age. Like, you know, sorry, you're in your 50s. You're not going to find a lot of, you know, single ladies. Oh, I'm going to date 22-year-olds. 22, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That way, that way, twenty-year-olds that don't ever want kids—that right. you're looking for? Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. If I, if I, you're gonna turn out like one of these guys in their seventies who ends up having one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work now. I don't think it's gonna work in its seventies. <laughs> I um no. If I fell madly in love with somebody and and found out she had kids, I mean, I guess I'd find that out before I fell madly in love with her. But I, it would be a deal breaker. Mm. Oh, I can't stand my own kids. Right. I'm gonna cuddle up to somebody else's. <laughs> <laughs> um, wanting a throuple? If you have that, ladies, on your uh, on your dating. Okay. That's a turn off for guys. And her bio includes a link to her OnlyFans account. <laughs> She's obviously looking for clients. And not Some dudes might find that attractive. A little, little hot. Yeah, it's like the guys who are able to, like, stomach dating a stripper. Mm. Or... Yeah, well, I mean, and, and you see some of the money being made on OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. She's particularly successful at it. Yeah. So there you go. Hide your, hide your, uh, hide your bigot. <laughs> Put that away. Don't be violent. <laughs> and then you should be fine. The uh, American Film Institute has come out with uh, what they believe to be the 100 greatest movie quotes of all time. And the problem with this, I just have the, the top 10 here. The problem with this is, like, there's nothing newer than 1983. So... According to the American Film Institute, out of a hundred great movie lines, nothing's been worthy since 1983. <laughs> They're all from way back in the day. Well, it, it, it's because it's the American Film Institute. Probably. It's all nostalgic stuff. Yeah. Like, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Gone with the Wind, number one. Right. 1939. There's been better lines since. Oh, yeah. I, well, you know, and we talked about this earlier, and I thought about that because you had mentioned how. Yeah, like, how what's that a, possible? What's a recent line? I would put, um, you know, I want the truth or you can't handle the truth mm -hmm. from a few good men. Well, I got a few for you here. I okay. did a little research. All right. Get off my lawn. Clint oh, Eastwood, Clint Eastwood, yeah. Uh, I am Groot. I mean, that's perfect. <laughs> the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> King Kong ain't got poop on me. Oh, wow. Training day. Right. Sideways has sideways the uh, the drunk wine drinking movie. I'm not drinking effing Merlot. Right, yeah, it's a great one. You know how I know you're gay? Offensive <laughs> 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 mm. and wrong. I'm just funny. Thinking the AFI are probably not going to include that one. How about we're going streaking? <laughs> I've had it with these mother effing snakes on this mother right. effing plane. Yes, easily recognizable. Yeah, a beautiful one. I still think, you know, ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to be a gangster. It's brilliant. It's, I mean, Goodfellas is good for so many lines, but mm -hmm. that one particularly. You motorboating son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Wedding crashes. Right. Uh, I have nipples. I, I have nipples. Can you milk me? Oh, right. Uh, it's uh, the, the parents meet one, the right? Meet the or meet yeah. the parents, yeah. I love lamp. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, brick. Those are good ones. <laughs> 60% of the time, it works all the time. Now, uh, I think, I bet, I'll start this, and I bet you can almost recite it oh, without no. even seeing it. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. Right. If you're looking for ransom, I can tell you I don't have the money, but... What I do have is a particular set of skills <laughs> that makes me a nightmare for a man like you. Yeah, pretty close. Right? Uh, skills that I've acquired over a very long time. Oh, right, skills yes. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you let my daughter go now... Uh... I'll, I'll mean you no harm. That'll be the end of it. Well, okay. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, <laughs> I will look for you. I will find you, mm -hmm. and I will kill you. That see, how's frankly, that not in the top one hundred? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Get lost. <laughs> Liam Neeson and Taken. Come on. This is kind of interesting. Uh, researchers here in Canada are working on a robot called Fetch that helps find misplaced items. It scans the room and keeps track of specific things like your keys. They're hoping it could be a companion robot for people who are suffering with dementia. Oh. But eventually they think it's something everybody might want. Really? It's just perfect. Where's my keys? Uh-huh. Where's my wallet? Um, if I mean, you've got things like uh, air tags, that sort of thing now, right. where I guess you can just use your phone and beep mm -hmm. and have them call out or signal when they're, when they're where, where they are. How often are you yelling around the house? Somebody call my phone. <laughs> call my phone. That's right. <laughs> uh, having trouble sleeping? Uh, well, it can uh, it can really snowball from one night to the next, and uh, that's not good. One of the problems is when we can't sleep, we just lie there in bed stressing about how we can't sleep. Mm -hmm. um, but the, one of the easiest fixes is to get rid of your damn phone, and if you've got a clock next to your bed, turn it away so you can't see it. Gotcha. The first 3D scan of the Titanic was released. It shows the entire wreckage in better detail than anyone's ever seen it before. I've seen a lot of people commenting on this. I didn't look at the pictures myself, but I heard they're incredibly mm -hmm. detailed. Like, you can see the serial numbers on things. They're crazy, right? Um, the Tyrannosaurus Rex was around for 2.5 million years before it went extinct. How many of them were in total? Well, they figured out, they put the number around 1.7 billion T-Rexes. Wow. There were 19,000 in each generation and around 90,000 generations before they got wiped out. Wow. Yeah. Um, getting away with murder might get even harder soon. New study found we can pull people's DNA straight out of the air now. Okay. I don't know how that works. Seems like it would get mixed up quite often. A study found New York City is sinking under the weight of its own skyscrapers. They weigh a combined 1.7 trillion pounds, and of course the size of many Americans. <laughs> when you see the city, mm. especially from above, it is pretty crazy. It's impressive. And I've always thought that about, well, an island like Manhattan Island. Like, how does it stay up with all that bloody weight? Well, what do I know? Anyhow, it's uh, it's sinking about an inch every 15 to 20 years. Mm -hmm. That doesn't seem like much, but over time, it adds up. And uh, a new study found uh, may have found out what the first animal on Earth was. Uh, Keith Richards. <laughs> <laughs> a jellyfish called a comb jellyfish sprung to life around 700 million years ago. How? 
Well, I don't know, so let's <laughs> let's say a god did it. I don't trust it. That's you know that seems to be the go-to answer. What do these scientists know? Like, but again, seven hundred million years and that whole God created Earth thing. <laughs> Those two timelines, I don't know. They don't add up. If you uh, if you're thinking as you look in your socks and underwear drawer, I should really. Update my gitch. You're getting a little old. Right. There's always these little um, uh, videos on TikTok and such and people saying that you got to get rid of your underwear every six months or nine months or a year because building up of bacteria, even if you watch it. Well, according to some uh, doctors, that's not true. You don't have to replace your underwear every six months or every year. You can keep wearing it forever if you wish or at least until it disintegrates. Do keep washing it, though. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. And OBGYN says if you're washing your underwear in warm or hot water, you're cleaning the bacteria off of them. As long as your underwear is clean, it should be fine. Then again, your significant other might disagree. Uh, a survey found out uh, one of eight adults say they're disgusted by the state of their significant other underwear. Right. Uh, I'm disgusted at the, my own underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be guilty of, of hanging on to underwear for a very long time. Yeah. But I, I mean, you know, watching it all the time. But, and uh, yeah, you're right. It's something that, you know, you end up getting gifted at yeah. some point. It's a stocking stuffer. Right. You get my uh, my four or five pairs. I'm good for another year. Good to but, go. But it's funny. When you get four or five pairs, do you throw four or five out? No. <laughs> no. It's also interesting the phases you go through with your underwear. As a young guy, I was all the, you know, always just wearing tidy whities That's mm. what my mother bought me. And then somewhere along the way, I think once we got married, I, I went through a big phase of the baggy white ones. You okay. know, like the boxers, but but very, almost short-like. Loose cotton. Very loose cotton. All right. And then I realized quickly white underwear was not a good move for me. <laughs> Or maybe Maria realized yeah, where's that. Where's the bleach? <laughs> uh, and now I'm into uh, the boxer briefs, the tighter boxer briefs. Right, yes. Cinch up the boys a bit. Yeah, tighten them up. Occasionally commando. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very odd feeling. You know, if you say you're uh, you're short on underwear, it's all in the wash. You Okay, I'm going commando today. Boy, it's an odd feeling to have your pants on with no underwear on. I would imagine. I don't do it. You've never done it? I, I don't know if I've never done it, but not very often. Your life is just perfect. <laughs> like nothing. <laughs> when I'm honest about my frailties and my... Just nothing ever goes wrong for well, you. It's interesting because I found the same comes with swimwear nowadays. Mm. right? Because those like board shorts or surfing shorts mm -hmm. have come out. And they don't. Ha not all of them have a liner. Mm. Inside, you know, they, they, a lot of men's swim trunks have that like mesh liner, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, a lot of the board shorts don't. And dudes wear them with underwear. And they seems, swim in them? Yeah, which that's seems weird. like such a wrong yeah. way to go about it because that'll never dry. Yeah, that's odd. So, and if you go without the underwear, then you're really hanging around. You're showing people things. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I mean, I never go outside with, I'm fully dressed head to toe. <laughs> Winter, summer, spring, and fall. Nobody's seeing me with just my shorts on. Just occurred to me with the lovely Maria going away next month. She's gone for what two weeks? Yes, sir. Do you, do you have enough underwear to supply this? Oh, for I'm two gonna weeks? have to go out and buy Because <laughs> laundry doesn't seem like it's in your repertoire. No, I don't know where the washing machine is. I, I saw the washing machine when our hot water tank exploded on Friday. I said, "Oh, that's what that is." 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know what I'll do. I'll either I will ask her mm, very nicely to uh, make sure I'm all set up with uh, two weeks worth of gish and socks. Although I don't wear socks in the summertime anyhow, so just the underwear, right, and t-shirts. Or yeah, I'll be making my way to Winners for a fresh, fresh batch in week two. But then the other thing, too, Maria's got it in my head because she said it for so many years. You can't buy any new clothing and not wash it first. Yes, right. And so now if I buy the new underwear, what am I to do? Yeah, that wasn't a concept for me until I met Adrian either. Yeah. Like, oh, there's sizing, I think she calls it, like some, well, whatever chemical they put on it. Uh, that might be the case. Maria just always refers it to some uh, disgusting man doing things to them before he put it in the package. <laughs> <laughs> I said, do you think there's men in underwear warehouses who are, like, masturbating into my underwear? Like... We're going to get this guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only package we're putting out today. That's right. Why is my underwear always sticky? <laughs> Inspector number six gets you every time. So there you go. If you've got, like, underwear with holes and problems and the elastic waistband isn't holding up anymore, if you want to stick with them, you stick with them. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.